This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. And we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. I don't want to start it off this way. <laughs> Everybody's <What>? staring at me. <laughs> Everybody staring at me. Stop it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Star Wars Report. I have people staring at me. It's making me paranoid right now. This is Bruce Gibson. Welcome to the show. Hey, um, Riley's not here. So it's all on me right now. And you've heard a lot of Riley lately. So it's about time you have a break from Riley and listen to my sexy voice here on the show. And with me, I have two special guests. One who's been on the show once before, it was when Solo came out, it was shortly after that. Brandy Chicola, how you doing, Brandy? I am groovy, and I appreciate you having me on. I love talking about Star Wars. I do too. And also with us is Dan Gunther, my co-host on Literary Tracks. Hey, star, sorry, Star Wars, you said? Star Wars. <laughs> I know that you're not used to... Oh, saying Star wow. Wars. It's Star This Wars. deal is getting worse all the time. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he knows a line. Ooh. He knows a line from Star Wars. I know a line. Ooh, well done. <laughs> I like Star Wars too. You do. Yeah. And no, that's one reason why I wanted you on the show, because you and I do a show together. Of course, it's Star Trek related. But the thing about it is I've seen you do Star Wars models and you've, you've, you actually have a YouTube channel where you've talked about some stuff reviews of star wars movies and the mandalorians so yeah i mean you are a star wars fan of course brandy i know you Definitely. are we've talked Absolutely. about that before and you've got pictures behind you have ray or whatever behind you and all that and we, we've had you on the Star Wars report again so i thought you know here are two people that most of the time i talk about star trek with but i want to talk about star wars so you both have been watching the mandalorian mm-hmm. what are your thoughts are you liking the mandalorian dan what do you think I'm really enjoying The Mandalorian. Uh, and, and kind of to an extent I wasn't expecting to. I, you know, there's certain things like the fact that he's always in a mask. So I'm like, am I going to really relate to this character? But I, I'm really enjoying like the emotional arc that that character has. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say it. Baby Yoda is really cute. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, I, I love man. it. I'm loving the show. Man, my wife, she loves the show too. And it's like so many times she's walking in her house and just randomly will say, Baby Yoda, just out of the blue. <laughs> she's so obsessed with Baby Yoda. I think there's going to be like holiday gifts around Baby Yoda, is what I've heard. Yes, there will be plushies. Mm-hmm. It has been announced. Are you going to get a plushie? Brandy? I absolutely am. <laughs> absolutely. So I take it you like The Mandalorian too. I am very much enjoying it. I did not know what to expect, so I didn't really have any expectations. And I figured, okay, we're never going to see this guy, although I know who the actor is under the mask, obviously. Whether we'll ever see his pretty face, I can't tell you. 
And I'm okay if we don't. I'm totally okay if we don't. And I too wondered, how am I going to relate to this person who doesn't, you know, have facial expressions? And it doesn't matter because he communicates in so many other different ways, even without speaking. And I am so impressed by that. And mm-hmm. I, I love the visual effects. I love the music. I love the characterization. I really love that female clan forger. She is awesome, although it must get really hot with those furs on, Dave pointed out, my husband Dave. And I just am really enjoying the story. It is going in directions that I don't expect. And I, I love not having expectations and just watching something for the first time. Get some more ladies up in there. I hear they're coming. So, yeah. Yeah. I Okay. I'm going to throw this out here. I haven't told either one of you this, but okay. So as Star Trek fans, we've had Star Trek Discovery come on to CBS All Access. And now as Star Wars fans, we have The Mandalorian Disney+. Plus. I think the Mandalorian has started off on a better foot in the first three episodes than Star Trek Discovery did. Do you hate me or do you agree with me? Or <laughs> <laughs> I have to begrudgingly agree with you, which is really hard for me as a really hardcore Star Trek fan to say. But uh, I, I feel like, yeah, it's just a it's kind of apples and oranges. Like it's hard to compare the two shows because they're two very different things, but I feel like it's has a bit of a stronger start than discovery did. Discovery's first two episodes are very much set apart from the rest of the series. So there's kind of that aspect playing into it, but the Mandalorian I'm, I'm loving just how it has its own established tone right off the bat. And it's leaning hard into that Western feel um yeah there, it's just it's coming together faster yes to me that's what i mean if by that, that. Makes sense. yes i think it's coming together like when i saw the first two episodes of star trek discovery i really liked it but i saw that you know well it's it's good it's not as great as i went but i can tell they're going to get there they you know the learning curve is going to happen which i feel like it has but with mandalorian i was like okay i think this is perfect like keep going with this you've got it right now you know, and it feels very original trilogy. I've heard a lot of people say that. Right, Brandy? Like, yeah. Do you feel original um, tri- I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not uh, saying you're wrong. I, I agree. Put the oh, tissues down. <laughs> Good grief. When I'm crying, you'll know. Oh, yeah. And it will happen <laughs> on this episode. Um, I feel like it's kind of unfair to compare the two because there was so little build up to Mandalorian comparatively as there was to discovery because discovery, that was a journey of what, like three years before we really got to that premiere. Yeah. And so I feel like there were a lot of opinions formed and a lot of uh, disappointments happening before that even got to air. And I think that that, may have influenced how people felt about it in the beginning. I honestly didn't feel that way, but I feel like a lot of people did and people had expectations and I didn't have expectations of discovery. I just wanted new Trek. So for me, I don't necessarily feel like one is stronger than the other. Also, the Mandalorian is going to have fewer episodes than yes, discovery. That's true. Will have. Mm-hmm. So and like- the episodes are shorter. 
do you feel like the Mandalorian benefits from the fact that there's a lot of fans that didn't like the last Jedi and there was a low performance on solo. So maybe there was a lower expectation going into Mandalorian and it surprised people. I absolutely think that's a factor. I absolutely think Mm -hmm. that's a factor because, and frankly, I loved solo and I loved the last Jedi and I don't care who knows it. You can fight me if you want. I have no interest in debating opinions on this or, you know, having people spew hate at me because I like something that they didn't. I, you know, we can like the things we like and like, you know, not like the things that we don't like and everybody can just get along. You're, you don't have to try and convert people to your point of view. It's an opinion, not a fact. So <laughs> I just feel like, you know, if, it, if there was one good thing to come out of it, maybe the lowered expectations is one of those good things. But it's also nice to have somebody come in who hasn't really been a part of Star Wars, but has been a part of a major franchise, Jon Favreau. And take the reins of this and do it in a way different than maybe people who have worked in Star Wars would do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with everything you just said, including <laughs> about opinions and all that stuff. Um, I, and, and the fact, I, I love Last Jedi and Solo as well. So, uh, and yeah, I'm digging The Mandalorian. And yeah, John Favreau, his vision for this and the the creative latitude he seems to have been allowed in crafting this has really been to the show's benefit uh we're three episodes in so you know we're believe it or not almost halfway done the season because it's eight episodes total so as of this friday as of today i guess when this episode's coming out we'll be half done this season which is kind of crazy for me to believe it feels like it just started uh so i really feel like uh, depending on where the story goes, but I'm I'm pretty sure when these eight episodes are done, I'm going to really miss these characters until we see them again, uh, which is a little distressing. <laughs> I hadn't even <laughs> it's so short. thought about that. What you just said, it's like we're at the halfway point and mm-hmm. it's only been, it hasn't been long. It really has been just a little over two weeks, which isn't long, but we're halfway through a season and just a little over two weeks. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad to think that it's we're going near the end pretty quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing that I'm a little concerned about, not for me, but for some fans. You know, there's such love and there's a great reception on The Mandalorian right now that the rise of Skywalker is coming in right at the tail end of this series. Now, a series like this that's eight episodes has a certain pacing. It can spend more time. It can it can spend more time with the the story and the characters. I have a feeling then when we get to the rise of Skywalker, we're gonna hear a lot of backlash where people are gonna say it's not as good as the Mandalorian and you know, the Mandalorian has a different feel. So then that kind of makes the rise of Skywalker feel off you know put off people in the in the wrong way and maybe it wouldn't matter because of some of the negative reaction to the last jedi which i think is a lot smaller than people think my opinion i think more more people like the last jedi than don't like it from my experience of talking to people and i'm not talking Mm -hmm. about just star wars fans i'm talking about just people in general yeah 
Yeah. Agreed. Totally. Same. And yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I've, I've always been a bigger fan of television arced stories than films generally. Um, that goes for Star Trek as well as it turns out Star Wars, <laughs> if the Mandalorian is any indication. I love the Star Wars films, uh, but this story, the, the pace at which it's being rolled out, this kind of slower reveal of mysteries. And like, like you said, I've seen three episodes I still don't know, like, who is the client working for? You know, what's Dr. Pershing trying to do with this baby Yoda? Like, what's going on? I still don't really know, but I'm invested in finding that out more so than I would be over a two-hour movie, I think. You know, and, and I love the Star Wars movies, like I said, but there's something to be said about this storytelling pace that's really compelling. And I do worry a little bit that some people are going to react negatively or, or negatively compare the two, but eh, that's one of those things like it's going to happen. People, haters going to hate people going to have their opinions. Um, whatever. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it's still going to be good. I agree. I think those same people would probably, you know, have backlash at rise of Skywalker, regardless of whether there was a Mandalorian show going on right now, because some people just want to go into something hating it. And nothing's going to change that. And they're the loudest people. That's the problem is that they are the ones who are the loudest. And so it seems like there's far more of them than there actually are. I've even seen people saying backlash about calling it Baby Yoda. Well, what are we supposed to call it? Baby of a race that we don't know the name of. <laughs> the we green, know th long-haired yeah. baby. We don't know the name of Yoda's race. We don't know the name. We know, don't know their home planet. We know nothing. Do we nothing. want to know? I mean, is it, that would be revealed in this. I don't think I want to know. I, I don't want to know a lot. I would at least like to know the name of the race. That's all okay. I want. That's Just what, what do we call yeah. them? What do we call them? That's all I want to know. Hmm. I don't care where they're from. You don't have to give me all that backstory. Just give me something so that we can call it something besides Baby Yoda and shut these other... No, I don't care about shutting other people up. You know, people are going to <laughs> dissent no matter what you do. You just have to, you know, remember that it's just a lot of noise and hmm. go on feeling the way that you feel about things. You know, I'm going to just put it out there. Lucasfilm, I know you listen to the show. So Brandy's here and she's going to name the species of Yoda for you right now. Give them, a na give them the name, Brandy. Tell them. Tell them what to call it. Uh, Akinot. 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 Okay. Hmm. okay. I, I'm writing it down. Akinot. I don't even know where that came from. Baby Akinot. <laughs> it sounds very Star Wars. Yeah. There we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> sure. I, I've, I've, I'm honored that you allowed me this opportunity. <laughs> now, unfortunately, that's going to become canon in our household. So I'll have to inform Dave that it's no longer Baby Yoda. It's now Baby Akhenat. You know, go do that. Go tell your husband that we, you found out today the species name. It hasn't been revealed on Mandalorian, but you, re you heard about it today. It's Akhenat. Sure. And just see yeah, what he, he says. He will not believe me. <laughs> <laughs> He will absolutely not believe me. See how far we can make this go. Absolutely. Like, let's start a hashtag. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. I, I like it. I wouldn't it. even know how to spell that. Uh, I'm going to go A-H-K-A-N-E-T. Okay. 
Well, okay. So Lucasfilm, who's listening now, <laughs> knows how to spell it. Right. You get on Wikipedia. We'll You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So Rise of Skywalker. I do want to talk about that. We had a clip that came out earlier this week. Did you guys see it with the stormtroopers? Dan, are you yeah. avoiding it? I'm avoiding it. I didn't see it. I had originally intended to go into Rise of Skywalker not seeing a single trailer or anything like that. I did end up seeing the first trailer in a film where the volume was turned too high that I couldn't like cover my ears and it was I was like, okay, well, I'm just watching it now. Then I watched the second trailer that came out because I figured what the heck, but I'm not going to watch like, like I'm assuming from what I've seen from the thumbnails and stuff, it's a scene lifted directly out of the movie. I'm like, I don't need to see that. I, I want to see the film. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I purposely avoided that one. You know, it felt, I felt really weird about it because it came out Monday morning and it was on good morning America. And I walked into the bathroom. My wife was in there getting ready for work. She had the TV on in there to good morning America. And she said, Oh, they, uh, they showed a clip from the rise of Skywalker and I'm so used to seeing things before she ever does. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, really? I'm sure I've seen it. I don't know. Well, what was it? And she starts telling me about, it. I'm like, uh, that kind of, I don't know. And I go to YouTube. I'm like, and I watch it because she goes, yeah, that's it. I was like, oh, she saw it before I did. That never <laughs> happens. Never. Well, we won't, we won't spoil it on here. We won't talk about it. But Brandy, did you see the clip? I'm curious. No, I avoided it. Oh, wow. You're avoiding it too? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want any more expectations. I don't really have any expectations and I don't want to see anything more because the movie's going to be out soon. And I already mm -hmm. have tickets and I just, I've, I've come to find in my adult life that I enjoy things so much more when I know very little about them. You know, I would have agreed with that, but I don't necessarily agree with that because I read a leaked script of Attack of the Clones before it came out. And I wasn't sure if it was real or not, but I read the whole thing. And then when I went oh, to the wow. movie theater. And the movie started playing. And I remember reading the script like, I think this really could be it. I mean, I, I can see this being the real script. But I wasn't sure. And I went to the movie theater and it started. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, no. I know this. I know this. And I mean, I had so much fun because I knew the story. I knew it was going. And now I'm seeing on the screen. It was a very interesting thing. But then it's like, you know, I read The Hunger Games. And I got all excited about the films, even though I knew where it was going. So it just depends. I think it's a different experience. I don't feel like knowing the story ruins it, but being surprised is also a great experience too. Well, it's a different situation when it's something that's been adapted from another source, like a book. And you've read the book and now you're seeing the movie. That's a different experience than not having any idea what this final chapter is going to hold and, you know, trying not to have any preconceived notions about it. It makes me nervous though, in a way, because I have a feeling we're going to be really surprised at being very secretive about this film. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy to be surprised because it's difficult to surprise me. But I get nervous. <laughs> I'm going to be nervous in there. I'm like, something's big's coming. Something's going to surprise. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I, I have so many things running through my mind of things that they could do. And now I'm like, Oh, that would be great if they did that. And, I swear, every time I go see a Star Wars movie for the first time, I'm always nervous. I'm always huh. nervous the first time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't that with Solo. 
that's weird. I wasn't nervous with Solo, but every movie, every other one I've seen, I'm, I'm nervous when I go in. And Riley can tell you that because we were like going into The Last Jedi. I remember he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I just get nervous before every Star Wars movie. <laughs> I've only ever been nervous before any um, Star Wars movie. And that was Return of the Jedi because I was only like, I was 13 at the time and yeah. Empire Strikes Back had ended on such a cliffhanger that I had no idea how things were going to get resolved. And so my little 13 year old brain was just like so stressed out trying to find out what <laughs> was going to happen in this final chapter. Well, I didn't know it was going to be the final chapter, but you know, trilogies being what they are, even back then, I kind of figured it was probably going to be the last movie for a while. But yeah, I was, that was the last time I was nervous going into a Star Wars movie was Return of the Jedi. Well, I get nervous for two reasons. One, it's like, they just, it, I think it's more the anticipation. It's okay, like, that's fair. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it is nurse. Seriously, it's like because Star Wars is such a big thing for me going to the movie theaters that I'm so afraid. What if the like the film breaks down or breaks like during the middle? Oh, what if I know how that feels, man. Did that happen to you? Absolutely. Not during a Star Wars movie. It happened during Avengers Endgame. Oh yes, oh, I remember you telling me that multiple times. In fact, oh. they had to cancel the showing that we were attending and we had to come back like 12 hours later due to our schedules for that day to see it in a smaller theater in not luxury seats with a worse crowd than what we had at that showing at 10 in the morning. Now, wait, this is the point that she's going to cry. No, I'm not going <laughs> to cry. Did you I cry at, when that happened or were you just mad? I, I wasn't angry at, at anyone. I wasn't angry at the staff. I wasn't angry at any person. I felt bad for them because they were going to oh, yeah. get a lot of this anger. I was upset at the situation because I had been anticipating this for a very long time. And I had no idea how it was going to go because... Yes, they've taken a lot of inspiration from the comics, but that doesn't guarantee that we know how the story was going to end. And so when it happened, because it happened, started happening during the trailers, the problems oh, were starting oh, to happen. Wow. Yeah. And so then the movie started and we're like five minutes in and it happens again. They get it going again. We go for another few minutes. Happens again. It seriously was interrupted about five times before they finally called it and said, we can't continue this showing. We can't fix the problem. And unfortunately, we have a schedule we have to keep to. And I totally get that. But I was devastated. I was mm. devastated because I needed to know what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, of all movies in the Marvel verse. This mm -hmm. one was is huge, and for that to be happening, and where you're missing mm -hmm. it, it's being interrupted, really sucks. Uh, and that theater was full, yeah, so full. Was that covered they, on the news on the local news? I'm just. I curious. don't know. I don't watch the news <laughs> because it's. I haven't watched the news since 9/11. I'll be honest. It's. Uh, it's just too hard on me. It affects yeah. me too much. So I don't watch the news. I mean, I still get news, but I not from newscasts. Right. And uh, they did compensate everybody by giving them double free passes. So we basically got to see two more free movies on them. Um, but yeah, 
I, that is a, that's a horrifying situation when a movie that you've been anticipating for so long. See, yes. Down. That's why I get so nervous. Man. It's like, that's no, fair. I cannot go into the rise of Skywalker and that happen. I will be freaking out. I, that, that just, <laughs> it would, I, it would freak me out. So far that's never happened in a star Wars movie. Knock on wood. Oh no, wait, I take that back. I think maybe it was attack of the clones when I went to see that. I think it was when we went in, the trailers were playing with no audio. And I remember grabbing my wife's arm saying, we have to leave. We have to leave. I can't do this. They can't get this fixed. And I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, after like a few trailers, the audio came on. I was like, okay, I feel a little better. And then the movie started. I was like, okay, I hear something that's good. And it was fine. But man, I remember panicking to the point that I got myself all worked up that I really had to pee. And I had, I had to pee so bad, but I wasn't going to leave the middle of the movie. And I remember being in so much pain. And I wouldn't even leave till the end of the credits because I had to sit through the whole movie. And I'm just like, and as soon as it ended, my wife's like, so you liked it? I'm like, yes, but bathroom now. <laughs> so, yeah. Dan, I'm, I'm curious because I never asked you this. What is the first Star Wars movie you've ever seen? What was it? Oh, man. I, I think it would probably have to be the original star wars a new hope okay. I, I remember i was at my aunt's place and the adults were upstairs all talking or whatever and i was just downstairs by myself had to amuse myself and i found the star wars trilogy there and i was like oh i've never watched this before i really want to watch it so i popped in the first one i was probably about like nine or ten or something like that uh, watched the first movie. They're still all up there just talking and being boring adults. So I was like, okay, popped in the second movie and watched Empire right after it. And cliffhanger ending, of course. And that's right when my parents came downstairs and they were totally shocked. You like, you watched two movies? <laughs> and I was like, you guys were up there forever. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, and then it, was, it wasn't until a couple years later, I found a VHS copy of uh, Return of the Jedi, which I bought I was uh, I was a ski racer at the time, and we were dri- we were riding the bus back from the Alberta Alberta Winter Games at the time, and they were like, uh, "Oh, anybody have any movies we want to put on?" And I had bought that there, so I was like, "Let's throw on Star Wars." <laughs> so that's how I watched uh, Return of the Jedi. I was on the little tiny bus screen, oh, wow. you know, the ones hanging from the the roof yeah. while we drove back from the Alberta Winter Games. So it was the original trilogy, totally. Wow, dang. Return of the Jedi on a small little screen <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> oh, I, I loved every minute of it. I was totally hooked. This was before the special editions or the original, uh, you know, they were like sharpened up kind of thing for the, this particular VHS release. But, mm-hmm. you know, still just, ah, oh, I was great. I loved it. Right. Excellent. So, what? okay, we're going to end the show now, but I, with one final question. Which I don't even know. I guess I could answer this, but what's your favorite of the Star Wars movies? It doesn't have to be part of the Skywalker saga. It could be Solo or Rogue One or whatever, but what what would you say is your favorite? Mine, I would just tell you, because yeah, I, I saw the original in 77 on the screen, so I've been a Star Wars baby since it started. And even though I'm from the OT generation, Empire Strikes Back was always my favorite, but Revenge of the Sith just edges that out. Even though it's a prequel, mm. yeah, I know. But I just love the Revenge of the Sith. I think just think it's so cool. <laughs> There's so much drama in that. What do you think, Dan? You got what's your favorite? 
You know, just recently somebody tweeted about ranking the Star Wars films in order and, and all of them, like Skywalker Saga and the other ones as well. And uh, I don't usually have a good time ranking things, but for some reason I find it easy with these films and it's always Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. is at the top for me. It's so good. The direction, the 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 production design, the music, like the the oh. introduction of the the Imperial March. Yes. Oh, that's my all favorite. Of, everything just comes together so well in that film. Yes. I just love it. Yes. No, I, that is my number one. Man, sure. I had that record, the two two vinyl record set of Empire Strikes Back when I was a kid. I wore that thing out. It's my favorite soundtrack, even to this day. But yeah, and my by the way, I don't like to do rankings that much either anyway, because they change all the time. I, you could ask me in a couple of weeks, I might give a different answer. It just depends on my mood. <laughs> Brandy, what's your favorite today? Today, well, that did change over the course of my lifetime because Empire Strikes Back traumatized me when I saw it in the theater. And oh. <laughs> I had a very difficult time getting over that. But now it is my favorite because why did they're... it traumatize you? Because I was very young. I was still only about I think I was seven or eight when I saw it, and I am a very sensitive person. And my parents didn't take us to the movies when we were very young because they weren't stupid. They knew that you cannot control children under five in a movie theater. And so they never took us to movies when we were that young. So Empire Strikes Back is the first movie I remember seeing in a theater. And Darth Vader was just so big on that screen and so (laughs) terrifying and Luke getting his hand cut off and Han getting frozen in carbonite. And I was so upset at all of it. And then it just ends without a resolution. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was so hard on me. I remember coming out of the theater and saying to my dad, like, he's like, you liked it? I said, yeah, but we have to wait three years to find out if Han's alive Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the carbonite. Like I can't wait three years. Two other things influenced this. One of them was my father, because after we came out of the theater, and I I mean, I seriously was hunkered down in my chair the entire time, just terrified. And we came out of the theater. There was a life-size statue of Darth Vader, and my dad, who had a very deep voice, started doing the breathing, talking like Darth Vader and saying he was coming to get me. And I screamed and just started running, just started running. I, I... Yes, I had was running outside, but I don't remember. I just remember my mom scooping me up. And because this was such a big deal for moviegoers, we had to park like two blocks away from the theater. And my mother berated my father the entire way back to the car. Wow. And then oh. <laughs> my sister, my older sister, wanted to be Darth Vader for Halloween. And so my mother got her a Darth Vader costume. And my sister terrorized me with that costume. She would wait until I was almost asleep and then she'd creep in like on the floor and then come up on the side of my bed and start doing the breathing with the mask and stuff on. So yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Thanks, Dad and Becky. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wait. I have to do something. I'm going to change my answer. After that story, Empire Strikes Back is back to be my favorite movie because now I know what took place after it for Brandy. Yep. And, no, and so it was. it took me years to reconcile all of that stuff and to understand the film for what a masterful piece of storytelling that it is. Yes. So, yeah, that's my okay. favorite. Awesome. Do you, you like the prequels? Do you like oh, them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're all right. I don't yeah. hate them, but I don't love them. They're yeah. Fine. Do you like sand? Do I like sand? <laughs> yeah. It gets everywhere. It, it does get everywhere. It gets everywhere. Okay. Anyway. I've been I've been on beaches. I know. <laughs> so Brandy, <laughs> when when you're not on beaches, where can people find you online? <laughs> I'm always on beaches. You're never going to not find me on a beach. I mean, look at the skin. Can't you tell? I am always on a beach. It actually sounds like you're talking about the, the, the share movie. <laughs> sure. no. Is it Cher? No. No, that is no, not Cher. Oh, that is Bette Midler. How yeah. dare you confuse Bette those Midler. two? Thank you. Oh, my God. I didn't confuse those two. I think I'm confusing it with a different movie. But yeah, because now I'm like, oh yeah, that's Bette Midler. Cher was Sorry. on a, a movie <laughs> with a beach before, I think. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, probably <laughs> you can find me on places. You can find me on Twitter at brandywine12. Brandy is with an I and twelve is a number. You can find me on the Trek FM network doing live from the edge with my friend Bruce Gibson. Where we Who's talk that? about the yeah right, where we talk about the most recent episode of Discovery that has aired. We are covering the short treks that are happening right now. The next one uh, will be on December thirteenth, which will be actually the day after that short. Those two short treks come out, and uh, you can also find me on uh, a podcast with my wonderful husband Dave called the Dark Corner Podcast, which you can find at darkcornerpodcast.com, where we talk about all kinds of nerdy, weird things and look at it from sort of a darker perspective. And there are swears, so please do not allow children to listen. No, but I swear. It's a good show. So, <laughs> you don't even, you've never listened to it. I've listened to it, not on a regular basis, but I have listened See? to it. Uh huh, yeah. Yeah, well, you don't listen to this show on a regular basis, so don't give me any crap. <laughs> I hang my I head in shame. I made her cry. No, well, thank you for joining us, Brandy. It was great having you back on the show again. Here in the show. It was great to be here thank you bruce so, and dan when you're not watching share in the movie mermaids which takes place on the beach where can people find you <laughs> don't know if that's the one i was thinking of but thanks for the save um, well you can find me i have a youtube channel uh called kurt Ratz productions uh youtube.com slash kurt Ratz productions mostly talk about star trek but lately i have been giving my opinions about uh the mandalorian and I'm sure I'll cover The Rise of Skywalker when that comes out as well. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S, by the way. And uh, you can find me on Facebook.com slash Productions. And I have a website where I review Star Trek books at www.treklet.com. And of course, I do a podcast with Bruce Gibson on the Trek FM network, Literary Treks, talking about Star Trek books and comics. Wow. Well, thank you for being here on the show, Dan. It's great to have you on for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. This so was excited. fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. And, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. And you can find me on other podcasts where Brandy and Dan are because they've already mentioned them. I don't have to go through those lists. So 
<laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe I'll be on another podcast someday. You know, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. That portfolio of podcasts. Podcasts so, are fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bye, everyone. Uh, thank you for riding Star Tours. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> 